0: He spent 12 seasons in the National Football League. An all-pro defensive end by way of the Notre Dame
1: Fighting Irish. Beat train Bertrand Perry. (coughs) And uh, Mike Gross. It's Train
0: and Gross on the No Pull Podcast Network. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: See, it's all better
1: That caught me off guard
2: <laughs> It's wow. all
0: better Did you hear how excited he was?
2: Uh, Yeah For you? Yeah
0: For you, Gross
2: Only the best for you, brother I don't know yeah. what to think about that
0: What do you wow. mean you don't want to think about that? You've been saying how you know the big voice guy was very mean to you for the first three months of this show mm. Well, now so he gave you a respectful? proper
1: introduction Is that proper? Proper Uh... What'd you say, Hammer? Problem.
0: Problem. <laughs> and break him off something. Problem.
2: Oh, wow.
1: By way of, I don't even know where I'm by way of. So, uh, so I don't You want the full that. boxing treatment. Well, when we started the conversations, the negotiations, the mm-hmm. the back and forth to bring this on, and one yeah. of the things that I said was, <laughs> what I would have liked to have seen in the introduction mm-hmm. was a combined 12 years of NFL experience in yeah. his name and mine. Well, if you add it up. Because that's it, not a lie. It's
0: still what he said. He just said it differently. Yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> How you feeling, guys? Feel good. Yeah. Feel all right. All Feel right. okay. That's good. You like your new intro?
1: I can live <laughs> with it. It's a, work in pro- it's a work in progress.
0: I wanted it to sound like wow. normal, and then hit you with something different in the yeah. middle. Oh, no, it's then, different. And it then now it's different. It's <laughs> different. And then we'll make a whole new one, new new music, and everything. There you go. Yeah.
1: we will save that though. Yeah. So when we do like our look back, like the hundredth anniversary, okay. show, There you go. We can we can roll that back and. All right. Yeah. Roll that beautiful footage. Before we do this, I think we talked about this in November. Okay. So I want to I take this. You know how I drive around and things catch. catch drive around when I'm allowed out of the house, mm. Sean Crespin, right. which isn't. Oh. <laughs>
2: right.
1: COVID lockdown. Um, it's almost, it's a full month after Christmas. Yeah. Is it okay for people to still be displaying the Christmas lights? Like no. turning them on. No. Like I understand some people never take them down. We got a lot of people that put them up well before, like a month ahead. Nobody says anything. Like if you on, on November 27th, is this happening in your neighborhood? I was out the other night, and there are several houses. Several? Se- like this is not a one-off. Okay. Like say, oh, that's lazy person. Just no. This is there are several people still in, let's call it Central Phoenix, that are still proudly illuminating their Christmas decorations.
2: Okay, I can't be a hypocrite because I did say because of 2020. You are allowed to do whatever it is to make you happy. Okay. I, I think like that's that. a, that's a year. Mm-hmm. So I you like get that. you get a year grace. Right. A year. Yeah, you get a year because technically twenty 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 was a year. Okay. Right, and All it's right. a whole year. And we're still
1: in the Christmas twenty twenty right because it was December 25th, 2020.
2: Right. And we're still seeing twenty twenty ish type stuff going on. Sure. So, yeah, we the, the
1: flip of the camera did our calendar didn't yeah. change yeah. everything. There's
2: still, still, still some stuff going on. Yeah, lost so, some good people already. Can Absolutely. I ask
0: you a question about these lights? Yeah. Are they just like the you know the the yellowish white lights, or are they the no, multi red, green, full on color display uh, no, so up on the peak of the roof no, and no, in no. the trees? I don't care if it's making how happy it's making. That's awful.
2: Reindeer <laughs> and Santa too.
1: Uh, this, the, what I saw was just lights. Okay. So I want to be fair. I didn't right. see any like big inflatable snowman. Yeah, I did not see any of that. <laughs> and it's been cold lately, so you know it, it. It feels like Christmas, but we're a month plus after Christmas, and they still had the lights up, and I thought. Man, this... Hold up. That's what you thought. Way. Yeah. Way. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we had to get that out, yeah. for sure. So, I'll report out on that, because you know how little things uh turn into big things. That's mean? right. Speaking of, of the same, though, mm-hmm. how about that for a segue? There you go. Newsflash, Tom Brady's going to a uh Super Bowl. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. 10th Super Bowl in a 21-year career, Um which, again, we'll talk about Tom Brady in a minute, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers... Go into Green Bay and get this win. And I think when we saw the playoff field set. Yes. You know, one of the things that we said is, boy, I do not want any part of going through Green Bay in in late January. Yes. And we said, look at the teams that we think are possible, right? You take Mm – you take the Washington football team out of that equation. We talked yes. about the possibility of being the Saints. Yes. Possibly the Rams. And mm-hmm. they did make their trip there. And we know how that ended. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Tampa as and I'll be honest, I said, mm, I don't see Tampa going through New Orleans and winning, given what happened. But if they get there, that's a tough assignment, even with Tom Brady. Yes. I'm eating crow today.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people eating crow, including uh, his former coach back in New England. But mm-hmm. uh, that's a story for another day. We'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. I, I – There are are no words to describe Tom Brady anymore. He is simply the best. There is no debate. There is no more discussion about who is the GOAT, who is the best quarterback, who is the best NFL player of all time. He has silenced all of that debate. He is the best football player to have ever, and I mean ever, put on a uniform. His career is one of those where you – if you were to have a a, a, a game console, you couldn't get that kind of success playing Nintendo right. or uh, Xbox or PlayStation. You you couldn't have that kind of success that Tom Brady has had. And you think about the fact that he was the 199th player in his draft picked. Yeah. He was a six-round pick in his own draft, and he's a guy now that is all of a sudden – talked about as not one of the best football players ever. He may be one of the best athletes ever. If they were to do that that 100 greatest athletes again, yeah. Tom Brady has to be in the top 5. There is no doubt about it.
1: Seamless seemingly ageless and 43, it, right? But you look at, you know, the pictures of him they did the progression. I forget which game it was. Did the the, the, Drew the Brees. first Super Bowl? No. Well, they did when the, the Saints and the Buccaneers mm-hmm. played. They did oh, yes. a side by side. Tom yes. Brady, Drew Brees. Yes. They did from their rookie year to yes. present day of yes. how they've aged. Yes. Tom Brady looks better now than than he did when when Ooh. he started.
2: Like, that draft pitcher where he's got the arm spread out and he's cleaned oh. up and, and yeah, like that's that's, he, that's a tough spot right there. Right. <laughs> but,
1: yeah. You know, so Tom Brady, ageless, he's getting better with age. My he's wife been to, calls him the Illuminati. Button? Like we, Benjamin Button. Thank you. That is a
0: great way to – it's the first time I've heard that. It's a good way to put it.
1: He's
2: Benjamin Button right yeah. now.
1: Yeah. You look at celebrities. Yes. Like, he, he's like that. Like, you just – talk. take the football off for a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, this man is not aging. You no. L- you look at him physically, and you're like, damn, he's 40-some years old. No, you're not. But then you do it. And I saw the – remember the 100th uh, anniversary NFL where they they had all the football players in the room and they filmed that commercial? That's right. Great commercial. The gold ball – the gold football on top of the cake. Yeah, yeah. And Tom Brady's sitting at the table and they want him to get into it. And he gives all his rings to the dude next to him. He goes, here, hold these. Hold these.
2: And he just – Well, he's going to add another one. You think? Well, he gets one either way. You know, you either get a conference championship one or you get – Yeah, but for Tom Brady,
1: the only one that matters is the the big ring. We'll We'll get – we'll we'll do do a preview – uh, later on, but well,
2: he's got four of those too. By the way, that's, that's true too. That's,
1: the tenth Super Bowl in 21 years. Uh, the 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 fact that he's doing it at this advanced age with another team, with another team. You know, and 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 you, know, you, Sean and I were talking about this before. You know, does that answer the question once and for all? Not only about the greatest player, but what what the recipe was in New England? Yes, you you look at where the Patriots ended up this year. And I don't know if I'm ready to go all in and say it's that black and white to say it's, because you got to give Bill Belichick some credit here. I mean,
0: you do have to remember the Matt Castle year. Matt, you know, Tom Brady breaks the leg in the first game of the season. They still go 11 and 11-5. And,
2: and, and make no mistake, Tom Brady at the beginning of his career is not the Tom Brady now. No. Nope. Because those teams were led squarely by their defense. Mm. It was the defense and the running game that clearly was the catalyst. For the first two Super Bowls, yep. to be sure,
0: I think you got. He doesn't get enough credit for being somewhat of a chameleon throughout his career. I know everybody wants to say, "Well, he's was he a system quarterback in New England?" But in New England, you could pick different systems. What you're talking about now, he started out. There was a run game. It was kind of like you know, like any time you have a young a young quarterback and they have success, run game defense. You know, equaled his first couple. Don't blow it. Yes, exactly. But then Randy Moss is there. Now they're setting records, NFL records, trying to take the top off every play. Now they're they're airing it out. Then as he gets a little bit older, it goes to more of a true West Coast type off type offense, more crossers, more extended hands. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. And now you're back with BA, and it's almost another completely different situation. Exactly. So he doesn't get enough credit. You can't call him a system quarterback because amongst these twenty years. You could say he's been in four different systems. What yeah, system I'm, do
1: you want me in
2: is yeah. his question. And I just keep going to Super Bowls. He
1: does. He does. Sean asked you this, so credit where credit's due, what, before we came on and started recording. What, what, what is, you, you've done this throughout the course of this season when we looked at things. and You talk about rookie quarterbacks and how you would prepare. How do you prepare for Tom Brady if you're a defense? Like what, what it, What's the book? What, what, when you look at Tom Brady and say, here's what we're, we're coming up. If you're in Kansas City's locker room right now, well, what is what is it about
2: Tom Brady? The secret to Tom Brady has always been a front four. If you have four guys up front that can get after him and make him uncomfortable and not allow him to sit in the pocket and survey the field, because if you give him time, the man has played 21 years. There is no defense that he hasn't seen. There is no coverage. There is no no no, no hide type of coverage, no, no, no disguise that he hasn't seen before. So if you just let him sit back there and play seven on seven, he's going to absolutely kill you. We've seen the Giants. We've seen the Eagles. Uh, we, we've seen other teams that have had the formula, and the formula was we need pass rushers. We need yep. guys that can get Tom Brady on the ground, get him off his spot, get him uncomfortable in the pocket. If you have those type of guys and then you can play coverage with the other seven – then you have a chance of being successful.
1: How many times did you play him in your 12-year career? Do you see him?
2: I played Tom Brady, I believe, five times. And I did not have a lot of success. I had a lot of sacks against Tom Brady, but I didn't have the overall success. I think I beat him twice right. in my career. Did you see him in college? No, I didn't see him in college. I was, I was already gone. That just lets you know how long, how old I am, one. But – you know, Tom. Tom's been around for quite some time. Well, when he came
1: out of, Mi- I'm a Michigan fan, right? When yes. he came out of Michigan, mm-hmm. you talk about it at the outset about the fact that he was a six round pick, 109 pick. And that, w- you know, that w- people didn't look at that and say, "Well, this is, you know, <laughs> this is complete disrespect to Tom Brady." I mean, that's pretty much what his college career was, right? right. I mean, you know, he was a good college quarterback. Him and
2: Scott Hanson were hand in hand. They were they were one exactly.
1: Yeah. We're Scott Hansen right now, oh, right? So, mm. you know, you look at it and talk about the fact that the the Patriots when they drafted him, mm-hmm. you you might say they were geniuses at the time. But
2: he was a serviceable backup. When you Rich draft Bledsoe. somebody in
1: the sixth round, you know what you what the real plan is. here. Yes, and, and to have that turn into this uh, this type of career is absolutely remarkable. Conversely, mm-hmm. on the other side, Green Bay, you've got this game at
2: home. Mm. First and, one for Aaron Rodgers too, by the way.
1: Right. Um. And you've got to be you you've got to be left scratching your head right now. You look at this. Questionable play calls uh, by the defense you know, we talked before we came on. We had a lot of good conversation before we came on. Right. You know that score at the end of the first half that you missed. Um, you know was what that, was that, the defense? What were they doing? That, that was a, that, whatever it was. You know because people are talking about that pass interference, but whatever. That you got to you got to look at the entirety of the game and and that breakdown by that that by the Green Bay defense on that one. That's you could make an argument that cost you the game right there because that was a huge tide. Uh, change in that
2: game and it, it shifted the momentum going into halftime and I think both teams have a much different outlook going into the halftime had they not had that seven mm-hmm. points going in with one second left and, and I just think a coach Pettin, the defensive coordinator for the green bay packers why didn't you use the timeout mm-hmm. was it a situation that you didn't have any more why would you stay in that coverage where you have a safety over the top of scotty miller one of the fastest players in the right. entire nfl and they, they call timeout, they should have had to pick the play before, and then you bring out that different personnel after you take the punt team off and bring the regular offense back on, and you add that guy. Somebody should have been, hey, 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 this guy's on the field. There should have been an alert that, hey, maybe Tom Brady's going to take a shot. And they didn't, and it wound up costing
1: And him. Green Bay didn't take advantage of three Tom Brady interceptions as well. You get six right. points out of three interceptions in that game, also critical to the fact that – you, know, you can't do that, you're not going to win the game. Yes. I don't care where you're playing it. Um, and, and I think that was very telling when you saw the inability to punch it in. And then we talk. everybody's talked about the, the decision to kick the field goal when they did. Uh, and, and, again, we've talked a lot about coaches learning on the job here, mm-hmm. and you see that a little bit. You know, and, and, obviously, his NFL experience is more than what we <laughs> have with the head coach sure. here. But you, know, you get into these where you've got to make a decision right here, right now, And, you know, that's what you get, I guess. Uh, Mike,
2: I understood where he was coming from. The decision to kick the field goal, I understood it. You had four opportunities to stop the clock. You had over two minutes left, so you were going to get four chances to stop the clock and, and potentially give your defense or give your offense a chance to get the ball back with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, the league MVP. But you have to also look at the personnel on the other side. Yeah. That's Tom freaking Brady on the other side. Exactly. You are not going to get that ball back. I don't care what happens, how he's going to manipulate it. There is no way Tom Brady in his 21st season with an opportunity to go to another Super Bowl is going to let that guy back on the field to give him an opportunity to beat him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That just you, – you knew that there was no way – Tom Brady was going to give up the ball.
0: Well, especially when he only has to pick up a first down, right? Well, you're not you're not saying Tom go the length of the field, get a field goal or a touchdown. We're talking about holding, he it. just needed he to just get a the first lead. down. He just needed to pick up a first down. Yeah. Ball game is over. Yeah. But even if you, I mean, when you really think about late game situations, you're counting possessions, and and you know, for the Packers, at fourth and goal, you have to get a touchdown, obviously, and a two point conversion. If you don't pick, if you don't pick it up. They're backed up, and your defense has to get a stop, and you have to score a touchdown. Right after you kick the field goal, what do you have to do?
2: Score a touchdown.
0: You got to get a stop, and you have to score a touchdown. You literally did not improve what your goal needed to be by kicking that field goal. Either way, you had to get a stop and a touchdown. Whether you you kick a field goal or you don't get the the fourth down, you know, attempt. You have to get a stop and a touchdown on the other side, so it literally changed nothing to me. It made no sense at all.
1: While we're while we're questioning the Green Bay coaching staff, the the, the decision to go for a two point conversion in the third quarter, also, yeah. you yeah. know, again because that changes well, the dynamic. Because before the field goal, it was an eight point decision. You kick the field goal, it's a seven point. You know, I, I just don't understand some of the decision making by the Green Bay coaching staff. Analytics, man. It drives me analytics.
0: nuts. Analytics. Oh, it drives me
1: nuts. Yeah. Meanwhile, AFC. Oh. Patrick Mahomes comes back, you know, uh, you know, any questions about – and I guess technically after the fact you find out he – I'm no doctor, but so they say he didn't technically have a concussion. He had the uh, – what was it? What did Darth Vader do in the movies? He where had a they, pinched nerve, yeah. Where it choked off the <laughs> – <Vulcan, that's why laughs> The Vulcan death grip over here. Darth, Darth Vader had a grip and he was, <laughs> he was losing blood supply to the head. Again, to me it's the head, you give it but whatever. So he's healthy. He didn't he's, lose Armstrong, did he? Not at all. No. You you did see and I gotta ask you this, but are okay. not right now, but remember to tell me about turf toes because okay. you know that was part of it. But again, uh, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, they're going back. They're going
2: back. And this team is they're the anti pee lower level teams because everything that coaches have told you from pee wee all the way up to college they spit in the face of it. Mm-hmm. You can't just turn it on and off. You can't just flip a squi- uh, flip a switch. Well, yeah, they can because the Buffalo Bills scored the first nine points and the last nine points, and that game was still a laugher. So literally – 14 points. The, the, the Kansas City Chiefs can turn it on whenever they choose to turn it on. And when you have weapons like Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and – it it doesn't matter the fact that they gave the Buffalo Bills basically those first nine points with the with the uh, McCole Hardman the, the fumble on the punt return and and you know they missed the extra point on the touchdown and and that proved to be one of those things where it's like oh we saw him flinch like they got everything mm-hmm. handed to him but they still flinch you th- even in that you still didn't feel like the Kansas City Chiefs were in any trouble and I think to me that speaks to the talent that the Kansas City Chiefs have, it speaks to the coaching that they have with Andy Reid and, and Eric Bieniemy. And when you have that type of player and Patrick Mahomes, I don't care what the score is, you are going to have a chance to win. And to me, that is the ultimate cheat code that this team possesses.
1: We talk about this in the NBA, where your teams have to a learn how to win and b get in front of the team that's there, staring them down. Yes. I don't know if that rule holds as strong in, in the NFL because of the change in rosters and everything like that. But when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills, it feels like the Buffalo Bills got there and now they know what their next hurdle is. Yes. You know, you look at it because that core is going to be together for a while with the young quarterback in Buffalo. 13-3, and three, I mean... Yeah, absolutely, you're, you're you're disappointed in that loss if you're a Bills fan, mm-hmm. but to see where that franchise is after suffering for so long, you got to feel good about that. You got to feel good about their future. Kansas City's just that much better than they are, and they just got to figure out how to get over that hump. Uh, I,
2: when we talk about the Buffalo Bills, the quarterback went from and here here were his three years. He went from ten touchdowns to twenty touchdowns to forty touchdowns. Yep. So he doubled his output each and every year. Like you talk about a literal ascent to the top of his game. Josh Allen has taken, as you said, every single step that he's needed to take along the way to become one of those top quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And that still wasn't enough, Mike. He still wasn't close to Patrick Mahomes and what Patrick Mahomes has at his disposal. Because if you were to look at this team and, and people talk about, well, is it the talent around Patrick Mahomes or is it Patrick Mahomes? We had an opportunity to see that against the Cleveland Browns with Chad Henney. It was not the same offense with Chad Henney that it is with Patrick Mahomes. So you can have the best tight end, arguably, in the NFL. You can have one of the most unguardable receivers in the NFL and Tyreek Hill. But I'm telling you right now, that machine does not operate the same without Patrick Mahomes.
1: Super Bowl is set February 7th, Kansas City home game for Tampa Bay. We'll uh, break it down uh, coming up in a little while. But I want to talk more football. There's a lot going on. This is going to be a fascinating offseason. Especially for quarterbacks. Especially for quarterbacks. We'll talk about that next. Train and Gross. We'll be right back. Train and Gross. I was so dumbfounded by the new opening that I forgot to say, (laughs) welcome to Train and Gross. We're at the Train Station It was nice, wasn't it? it? I thought it was nice. I think dumbfounded works. Okay. Follow us on Twitter, at traininggross. Wow. Uh, it's going to be a fascinating offseason yes, in the be. NFL for a lot yes, of reasons. Yes. And there's some things that, that we need to get to in the future that are going to be tabled because of this conversation. Will there even be an offseason? That's the question. Well, and that that's, you know, they've already made some decisions about the combine. Um, the
0: uh, There was a report that uh, agents – for incoming players, and uh, front office personnel have been told to expect an offseason similar to last year. Mm. So that could be them just planning for the worst, hoping for the best, but they have been informed to expect an offseason similar to last year, meaning no rookie mini camps, with uh, most things being done over, you know, the Zooms of the world.
2: And, and before we get into it, Mike, can we just give a special shout-out to the rookies that made the Pro Bowl this year? Right. Uh, Jefferson out in Minnesota and Chase Young yeah. in Washington – to make a pro bowl with no offseason as a rookie i mean like it's hard enough as a veteran to make a pro bowl and you've had plenty of off season. but to be a rookie with no offseason no practice time on the field really to get that done
1: well i don't want to go too crazy. far down this path but you know one of the things that the players associations mm-hmm. kicking around saying maybe we should change this cba a little bit and and modify your expectations of the players during the offseason because we showed in 2020 that you can have a full NFL season without all the things that you make us do from the time the season ends to the time training camp starts.
2: That's that's a fair point, but I think when you start talking about quality of football too, there was a big disparage between the teams that were really, really good and Mm -hmm. the teams that weren't so good.
1: That's a fair point. How much time as a player Hmm. did you spend – so – Take out from the the start of training camp to the end of whenever your last game was, whether that be okay. the regular season or the postseason. How much time did you
2: spend at the facility during the quote unquote off season? I I didn't. I only took a week off, usually maybe a week and a half, as far as not doing anything. Right. But as far as getting to the facility itself, I didn't spend a lot of time other than what was required, mm. other than the off season workouts, other than the. OTAs and mini camps and all that kind of stuff because you do have to give yourself a little space. You, you do have to detox from that facility because you're there so much during the season that you almost have to offset it by not being there as much during the off season, but still doing something that's, that's, honing your craft so right. to
1: speak so take care of yourself physically but give yourself a mental break yes indeed all right we'll get back to that because i think that's a fascinating topic and mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how the players pursue that yes and as sean said you may have another off season similar to what you had last season as we knock on wood hopefully we're, we're rounding a corner with covid and mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. but you know you, you still have a lot of precautions that have to be in place so Yeah. Uh, the, the news of, of the offseason, though, is going to be quarterback movement. Yeah. It's going to be mo- quarterback movement, and we'll kick it off with my hometown. Okay. And, and you, Sean, and I, you know, we got a group text going, and, and, and the announcement was made that um, the Lions and Matthew Stafford have uh, agreed to part company. And, and what that means is that the Lions, because Matthew Stafford's got a couple of years left on the contract, yes. the Lions have agreed to move him. Yes. So it, it was a, you know, he came and asked, mm-hmm. and they're obliging, which teams sometimes won't do. And we'll see what happens down in Houston. But yeah. before, we, before we do that, can I just vent about the Detroit Lions? Please go ahead. And they suck. Yes. The Ford family, okay, you make nice cars, I guess. Mm. But you don't know how to run a football team. Yeah. You do not run. I mean, you look at what I've seen in my lifetime. I, I started watching the Detroit Lions when Billy Sims was wearing the Honolulu blue and silver. Wow. What happened to his career? <laughs> Ended. Injuries. What, what great. Fa- Go back and look at some of the. If you have never Sanders watched ten years, right? You never watched Billy Sims play though. Go oh, back and watch obvious. some of his highlights. Yeah, like he he was he was amazing.
2: And and for, and, and, and while you're there, Mike, just let me throw this into: Why would you give two all-time running backs the same identical number? Because the Ford family.
1: Uh, and, and then you okay. then you fast forward to Barry Sanders. Sure. Completely different than Billy Sims and a better running back, arguably the the greatest running back of all time. What he did in ten
2: years, Mike. What he did
1: in ten years. Mm. With that team, mm. and take nothing away from Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, fine, fine, Hall of Fame career. Give him he that line. He did it with the
2: Cowboys. Give him, give him that line. Those wide receivers, that quarterback. My goodness, my goodness. Just
1: flip. Yeah. Put Emmett Smith no. in Detroit. Put yeah. Barry Sanders in Dallas. No. What happens? Oof. But again, Calvin Johnson. Calvin Johnson recently, before Matthew Stafford's announcement was made, Calvin Johnson said, "I am still so angry mm-hmm. and so bitter." Yes. I don't know if he used the word bitter, but I'll use it for him. Sure. about how I was treated and things were handled and the culture in the Detroit Lions locker room. Mm-hmm. I can't go to the building to this day. Wow. You know, you've had, I don't know how many regime changes there, and he still won't go. And now Matthew Stafford makes the, makes the announcement, uh, or the Lions make the announcement they've agreed to park company at his request. Wow. And, you know, it, it just continues. Sometimes, what's the old saying? If you want to know who people are, just listen. They'll tell you. Yeah, And absolutely that's, that's the Lions. I mean, you were a free agent in the NFL. Sure. I mean, what, what's, when, when you guys talk when, when you look at it, mm-hmm. like what would have taken you to go to Detroit? Like, I mean, you, you, just, you look at the,
2: some franchises just have that stigma. It would have taken the U.S. Mint, all of it, for me to go to Detroit because you know the chances of you winning a Super Bowl are slim and none because they are one of four teams that have never even Man. been to a Super Bowl. Do you know the other three?
1: Well, one's here. Oh, win. I thought you said win. Ben. <laughs> Gone. 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 Sorry. Gone I wasn't screen. even paying attention. Edit that out. <laughs> you see his face? No, that's the out. promo no, of the Edit show, it, right? out. Yeah. it out. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. I Del- thought you
1: British. said win. Did you say Ben or win? Ben. Oh. Ben to a Super Bowl. There's Detroit four teams. teams. Mm-hmm. Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yep. Texas. Jacksonville. Yep. Houston. There you go. See, I was paying attention. If I well, if I listen, I was paying attention. There you go. So <laughs> oh, that was stupid don't <laughs> make me reach over it's this like, table uh, what said, is that say, over there yeah. uh okay make me read anyway reading is fundamental moving
2: right along you said ben or, or win <laughs> yes i recall oh there's I'm quite sorry. a few that haven't won a yeah I, i'm yeah. sorry yeah
1: i do my my yeah. bad yeah, yeah. Just, just anyway uh, yeah, keep uh twisting the mint to keep go to detroit tonight.
2: uh yeah, they would have taken the whole mint, the yeah. whole mint, to yeah. get me to go to Detroit.
1: And and I look at it now. You got a new coach, new general manager. Great. You know he's going to bust people. What he's saying is am going to bust the kneecaps. Whatever, Coach Campbell's talking
0: about. It's like he had a wild press conference. He said, we're gonna, he's
1: dropping. He's swearing. Yeah, and, when you get knocked down, we're going to get
0: back up. We're going to bite your kneecap on the way back up. When we get knocked down again, we'll do it again. So so wild. There,
2: there, there's another topic that we got to come. We got to talk about too because uh, qualified uh, candidates for these head coaching vacancies that have occurred in the NFL here in the last couple of weeks, it leaves a lot to be desired. I mean, there's Not a lot of, who is this guy? You got to go Google this guy. Like, where was he before this? Yeah. And, and and what what is his credentials?
1: I'm with you. I'm with mm-hmm. you. And, and look, mm-hmm. I, I don't for a second buy the – because I, I, I was in Denver when when Eric Biennium played for the Buffs yes. for CU. Yes. And so, you know, follow his career – and you know Andy Reid gets a lot of credit, which he should, no question. But learning right next to him and an architect of that offense, and he's not getting a look.
0: Well, something tells me he's getting the Houston t- Texans job. And the reason I say that is, if it wasn't him, because you can't hire these guys right. until they're eliminated. That's what. They would have hired somebody by now. But the thing that bothers me. He's getting that
2: job. Yeah, the thing that bothers me about Eric bien is that coaches underneath him, quarterback coaches, wide receiver coaches, have gotten NFL jobs before the offensive coordinator. How does that work? When he's supposed to be the most qualified, if he's supposed to be the most responsible for that side of the ball, how is it the guys underneath him are getting jobs before him? how many how many years do you have to get overlooked before you just say you know what maybe this isn't for me and to to be where he is as eric me i i just feel like he has to be thinking in the in the, the the most private moments like damn another one gets hired over me like what do i have to do to well, be accepted and that me, whole i does i don't interview well that's a whole bunch of nonsense forget about it
0: yeah let me throw this out there though for you let's put it look at it from his perspective you just said it would take a whole mint truck to 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 get me to go to, to Detroit. Get you Detroit. Yes. He has potentially the greatest coordinator position in all of football. He's coaching Patrick Mahomes. He's under Andy Reid, learning with Andy Reid. He doesn't is there is there is it fair to say he doesn't necessarily have to take the dumpster fire that is the Houston Texans job right now. He can find because let's be real, yeah. look at how difficult it is when you get your first head coaching job yeah. and it flames out how difficult it is to get another one. So does he need to jump I got to be perfectly honest if I'm Eric Bieniemy and that's the one that's on the table mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be back with Andy Reid next year. I don't think I'm taking that job.
2: So it's the Josh McDaniels delay. Exactly right. So, you know, he took the job in Denver, didn't quite have the talent, didn't quite have He, wasn't, he wasn't ready. He wasn't yeah. ready and 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 he wound up going back to 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 New England and and he hasn't really accepted any major offers since I get that aspect. You don't want to take a bad job as your first job, but why is it, I mean, there, there's only 32 of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you have to go out there and make it a good job. I mean, if we were to say before B.A. took the Tampa Bay job, was that a great job? Mm-hmm. Was that one that people were actually lining up to go get? Because you think about the the family that owned the team. I mean, there were a lot of, of, of cons, if you yeah. will, uh, for that particular team, I, and the I point. know we're going down a rabbit hole. Mike, no, that's but, fine, no. But okay. it, it, you know, and I actually started it, so I'm actually most responsible. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think about there's there's so many topics right now going on in the NFL that it, you you had to give that. No, you, know, you do, and, and I think it links up
1: well because you know we're talking, we want to talk about quarterback movement, sure. And John McClain down in Houston is reporting that in fact it's not Eric enemy mm. and that's another thing that Deshaun Watson's upset about. Deshaun Watson apparently. Wanted Eric enemy and uh, uh, John McClain's, uh just put something out that it's uh, I don't Leslie Frazier and somebody else are the the finalists for the job, and that's put Deshaun Watson in an even bad uh, worse, worse mood, if that's possible.
2: Trust is broken, Mike, yeah. and, and and to me, when Deshaun Watson, a guy that who remember when Deshaun Watson was first drafted out of Clemson, his head coach called him Michael Jordan. If you pass on him, you pass it on Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Those were pretty prophetic words. He, he's pretty much lived up to that. The first thing that was reported that this guy did during the during the floods and during the hurricane was give his first check to the workers mm-hmm. at the Houston Texans. So this guy has so much credibility and so much cachet built up in the city of Houston already. And he has done just about everything that has been asked of a franchise-type quarterback to do. He's won divisions, he's gotten them to the playoffs. And you reward him by trading away his best receiver? Now, we here in Arizona, we're thankful for it, but my goodness. agree. How do you expect this man to have any trust in the front office when you take away his best option at – receiver and he still led the league in receiving or in and in, in in yards thrown. I mean, my goodness. And does the man show you that he can play? It shows
1: you how hard it is for players in the NFL also to dictate <sighs> the movement. We yeah. talked a lot about NBA, you know, the getting three guys together. We you know It's totally different. Matthew Stafford, whatever happened, we don't know what the conversation was, but he went and they he said he said, I want out. And the only reason he's on the list of players that are moving Because the Lions said, okay. Yes. So Deshaun Watson can be upset. Deshaun Watson can, you know, pitch a fit. What's his recourse? He doesn't have any recourse. Right. You know, because if you sit out, the clock stops ticking. Yeah, and you lose money. And and you'll never get it back. Yeah. So, you know, you look at that and say, okay, here's where we are. And Deshaun Watson's at the top of the list. Quarterback movement this offseason. You got potentially, what did you tell us, 18 teams could have new – Quarterbacks,
2: when this season starts. Yeah, uh, and and there's only 32 teams, so that just lets you know the patience of these organizations are it, it's it's non-existent. There is no patience when you see a Tom Brady go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they instantly make a Super year Bowl one. run. Year one. Yep. Uh, there there is going to be very little patience, and and people are and, and teams are going to be, hey, we need to win now. We need to make this splash move to get this guy that we feel like can take us to that next level can get us over the hump and and you're seeing GMs and quarterbacks and head coaches pay a price for the lack of patience in today's NFL
1: let's look at the list that, and we won't get to everybody but a couple of names that, that jump out at me first if I look at this and and Sean pointed me to uh, to a list that was uh, tweeted out this week by Adam Schefter um, a, a cool graphic that he had look at the oldsters it's Ben Roethlisberger is he back next year?
2: The number of his salary cap hit is is impossible for him to be back at that number. He's yeah. got to do. There, there's something has to be done before he can be for sure on that roster. And I future. know
1: there was issue with some of the wide receivers, man. But at the end there of, of this season,
2: it was it was slow motion. But look at his draft class. You're talking about. Eli Manning who's already retired, yep. Philip Rivers who's now retired, retired. Yep. and now you got Ben Roethlisberger, the last of the Mohicans, and he looks a shell of himself. He he doesn't look like he can move. He's not the same big Ben. Like he's big. big. He's always big, but he's a huge target yeah. now. It I, I just feel like at some point after what 17 years, yeah. or it, it's time to move on.
1: A couple of older guys too, uh but with less fanfare, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh you know, the Harvard guy, guy plays high school ball at Highland High School. Shout out to the Hawks. Uh, you know, he seems like, you know, he he won't get any headlines and he will either not play mm. or he'll turn up someplace next yeah. year and be in the mix is how I look at Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Alex Smith. My goodness. That story, I don't Feel know if you guys story. saw it on, on 60 Minutes. I mean, you knew, you heard the story, but I watched the 60 Minutes story on where they did an interview with the doctors and, and the they had that they a, showed. The, the video and the, his yeah. leg. yeah. My yeah. goodness, the yeah. fact that he didn't lose the leg yes. and that he actually got in and helped lead his team to the playoffs is remarkable. Comeback player of the year without question. Without question. And and you wonder, you know, with him and his family, because his wife was right at his side during this whole thing, do they make a decision saying you did it, you proved it to yourself, you proved it to everybody, and Walk again, off to the sunset. Let, let's, let's go. Like you look at the fact that you want to – you know, you talked about this. You mm-hmm. want to be able to play with your kids and,
2: yes. you know. And go out on your own terms. On your own terms. I <laughs> i mean he's going to any kind of award for overcoming overachieving he's going to win this year an sb uh comeback player of the year you name it whatever you can talk about perseverance Mm -hmm. alex smith his name should forever now be linked to whatever award that there is about perseverance and overcoming difficult situations
1: and you you look at what guys like are you going to go to the broadcast booth you're going to go to coaching what are you going to do this guy Sign him up for you know like that inspirational speaking. Absolutely. Put him on the circuit and and yes. take him around that story yes. and yes. his work with the military. Uh, like yes. I, I, I I like I said I thought I knew the story, but when you see that sixty minutes in yeah. de- in depth, I saw it. It was it's crazy. remarkable. It's crazy, remarkable. Uh, then you look at the rest of the list. You got a guy go- like the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world. Like
2: Ugh. you can't the move Jared him. Jared Goff's. Jared the Carson Wentz. Will cannot move there? him fast enough. Yeah. But, you, it, know. you know.
1: Cam Newton's on that list, and I don't know where you put him. Is he down there with the old guys?
2: Because he's not that old. He's a, he, but he, he doesn't have it anymore, Mike. You, he's got a lot of miles on that body. A lot of miles, a lot of wear and tear. And, and I think because he was such a physical style of quarterback, he took so many shots in mm-hmm. the first part of his career. I think everything started to come back to bite him now. And, and, and watching him – Drop back and try to throw the ball, Mike, was one of the more painful things that I've seen in a long time watching football. And as a guy that played the game, there weren't a lot of things that made me cringe. Mm -hmm. Watching Cam Newton throw the the ball this past season made me cringe.
1: And you, you look at Cam, all that's true, and you also appreciate how fast that Patriots roster degenerated. Like that wide receiving core was bad. But remember too, Mike,
2: they had the most people opt out for COVID. Seven? Yep. And
1: you start – Real names, too. Real
2: names. I mean, starters on defense, guys that yep. really could have helped that defense. And, and it, I think the season would have looked a little bit different. Maybe Buffalo doesn't have as many wins. Maybe they still have the, the AFC East crown, but maybe it doesn't look quite as impressive because maybe they took out a, a little chunk of flesh on their way to getting it done. Maybe they split with the Buffalo Bills. I don't know. Yep. But it, I, you, you almost have to give – Bill Belichick, a mulligan to some degree. But still, back to that original point we talked about with Tom Brady, that discussion's over. And then
1: the next last group I'll look at and kind of lump them into guys like your Tom Brady point earlier. I like who I got, but if I can find somebody better? Oh, absolutely. Dax Prescott, I'm looking at you. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you're definitely on that list. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Yes. Um, you know, so can can we can we find our Tom Brady? Can we figure out how to pry Deshaun Watson out of Houston? Can we convince Matthew Stafford that we're the place you should end up and say goodbye to to Dak's? Say goodbye to uh, Jimmy G and uh, and 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 hopefully capture what Tampa Bay did this year. I don't,
2: I don't, I don't agree with Dak. I think Dak is is as good a quarterback as you will find. I just think with that injury, it was such a brutal injury, and ugly, a, and and the fact that he was in a contract year and and all of the stories that were yeah. going on out of Dallas.
1: Man, I I agree with all of that. But one thing I learned from you is there is no loyalty in football. No, there's loyalty. And and I look at the the Jones family. I know they built themselves a beautiful stadium at taxpayer's expense. Yes. But if they think they can get one over and move on, do you think they would pass on that opportunity? But who who is going to be better than Dak? I, I don't know the
2: answer to that. Because Matthew in, Stafford is not better in their than mind. Stafford. I'm t- I'm yeah. talking
1: about in their mind, right? Because you look at it, because you know there's been huge disappointment because they haven't done anything. Right. Beautiful building, talented players. Well, they, you need they got to look Zeke. The they got Dak. I mean, what you know? They need to look in the mirror,
2: then. Like well,
1: I, I, hey, and that's my point. Dude, that's the man making this decision. That's yeah. that's where I think all of them. You know, all of them have. You know, you you, you could do chapter and verse about. You know, yes, but yes, but. He's on the list, and I think it's fair to put him on the list. I don't know if I was in charge in Dallas that I would do that, though. Is no, my point? I would not. And I think I miss Sam Darnold, but he's not in Dax's, uh, not in that same conversation. No. But he's he will likely be on the move as well. Yes. So no it's it. going to be fascinating. Yeah. And uh, y- y- what it is, it's going to be like you see on on uh, Facebook when somebody posts a video of the big domino setup that they got when the first one goes, and then the whole Deshaun chain of Watson, them
2: start. Deshaun Washington is that guy.
1: Deshaun's the one that'll keep it going. Yes, yes he is. Because if you're the 49ers, your eye is, how do I get Deshaun Watson? Can't get on the phone for that. And if you tonight. can't get Deshaun Watson, then you go to plan
2: B. And then keep in mind, the, the, real, the biggest fish of them all that really isn't on that list, Aaron Rodgers. Is he on that list? Oh, yeah, he's on that list, Mike. Because I'm telling you right now, when you listen to that post-game interview and you look at the series of events from the draft all the way forward – there is no doubt Aaron Rodgers has some ill feelings. He feels some kind of way about the Packers organization. Cardinals, and
1: Cardinals go and get DeAndre Hopkins. Buffalo gets uh, uh, Stephon, Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Yeah. What do I get? Yeah. What if if get? I'm him,
2: I mean, and I start I start looking at it like, okay, if he goes to San Francisco, place where he's from, that area. Oh my goodness. Let me ask you this though. Oh my goodness. 13,
0: 13 and three each of the last two years. If you're Aaron Rodgers, you're walking away from that. Yes, I am. And you're on you're also, understand, on contract for three more years. So if I'm the Green Bay Packers, if I'm you, I'm basically gonna make you pull a Carson Palmer to get out. Because I got I, I have three more years on the deal you just signed.
2: But this is what the Packers do, though. And we talked about this stat. They are going to be the only franchise with two different quarterbacks that have had one Super Bowl win and three MVPs. So When you have arguably one of the best players in the entire game and you don't fill out your roster to compliment that guy, there is going to be frustration. There's going to be resentment. We saw that with Brett Favre. Am I going to play? Am I not going to play? And I think you're starting to see a little bit of that with Aaron Rodgers. I think he finally understands that, oh, wait a minute, these guys aren't as as loyal to me as I thought they were.
0: I saw a crazy stat about Aaron Rodgers. He's the only quarterback in history to to have been bounced from the playoffs three times in games in which he threw three touchdowns. He's the only quarterback mm. in history. He's he's been bounced from the playoffs three times when he played to a level that was. You need some help. Better, good enough to win a football. game. Well, my question
1: about Aaron Rodgers is, to your point, Sean, is if you're the Packers front office, because I guess technically they don't have an owner, right? Because if you're the front office,
2: and Ted Thompson just passed, right? What what does it take for
1: you to say, yeah, okay, we're gonna we're gonna release you like we did Matthew, Staff- like the Lions did Matthew Stafford. Like I get it's, what you're it's, saying. It's I, not I, what they do though, Mike. I understand that, but I understand. Because if, if, you, if you're going to do that, mm-hmm. you got to have some kind of guarantee. Because the guy that you drafted is not Aaron Rodgers. If you use that Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, where you sit, learn under Brett, this guy, he was third on the depth chart. It's not like everybody. Jordan
0: Jordan Love's not the guy. No, so
1: why did like,
2: you draft him in the first place? Uh,
1: excellent question. Excellent question. Cuz we
2: knew Aaron Rodgers coming out was a, was a pretty but good But you didn't. So
1: if you're the front office, you're going to say, "Yeah, you're right. I know you were mopey and pouty uh, in your post-game press conference. We're going to give uh, it to you." Go ahead. Uh,
2: no, they're not going to do that. I that's don't let him go. That's not how they operate. I
1: do not let him go. So, I understand why Aaron Rodgers is in that because mm. of what he said. Mm. But I if I'm looking at this, if I'm the Packers, I no, do not. Mm. Do not let him go. It's going
2: to be interesting. Bro. It's going to be a
1: fascinating offseason. No we'll uh, obviously keep an eye on it. All right, the other side, we've got to talk a little basketball. Mm. I've got some thoughts on uh, the Pac-12, and we'll get into the Suns a little bit. That's coming up next on Train and Gross. Train and Gross. I don't have any problems with the rejoin. It's
2: just the intro, right?
0: Damn it. I thought the intro was nice this week. So I you mean, do feel some kind of way about the intro. It caught Is me off guard. Okay. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny.
2: Dumbfounded <laughs> is a <the> word.
1: <laughs> he was, did say that. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah.
2: Uh, mm. Basketball.
1: Yeah. Uh, college and pro. They playing go, lo- local? Uh I basketball. I made the comment to Sean, and, and I want him in on this because he's seen yeah. both the games recently, uh, ASU, U of A. Um, Unfortunately. I made the comment that the Pac-12 has an Arizona Wildcats problem when it comes to basketball. Yeah. You know, l- hear me out on this. Okay. Arguably – Last 20, 25 years, you know, your, your highest or second highest profile program right mm-hmm. there, I guess you always got to give it to UCLA if you want to or not. But mm-hmm. been a long so time since they've been the first It has, league, but they're like still so UCLA, it. right? So you give it to them a little well, bit. But, I don't know if they're the All right, so they're the highest profile program in the league <laughs> the last couple okay. of years. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, they put themselves uh, uh, on a, on a ban, a, a self-imposed ban. They will not go to the postseason this year. Mm-hmm. But the problem is they're one of the best teams in the league this year. And, you know, they would be going, mm-hmm. uh, and they keep beating teams, mm-hmm. with the exception of USC and UCLA. So you've got teams that need wins to get into the tournament aren't getting them. Um, but that's just the, the kind of the tip of things. So that's that's the most immediate problem. The longer-term problem for the Pac-12 is, you know, and, and every conference in basketball, you get shares from the TV money by putting teams into the tournament and having teams advance. So they're not going this year. Right. And I don't think that the NCAA for a second is going to let them off with just a one-year ban. You know, If it's as bad as they say, they'll be missing for a couple of years. So that adds to the financial problem yes. that the conference has. I, and and I, so yeah. this, this is, for a conference that doesn't need this sort of thing, this yeah. is not a good look right now.
2: No, it's not a good look. And, and I, I think about teams that or in, and programs that do self-bans, whatever they want to ban themselves for, double it easy because to me if you don't self-ban unless you know you're guilty like no no team no, no program that's ever been innocent has said okay you know what we, 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 we're not gonna fight this we know we know, we're we not know gonna, it's coming yeah. we know the long arm of the law is coming so we, we're just we, we, we give
1: and i think there was a little bit of the new england patriots in the arizona wildcats are like damn this is 2020 there's a chance that we might not even have a get tournament. Get it out of the way. So now. let's get it out of the way. Yeah. yeah. My favorite of the year okay. is when
0: LSU did it this year. <laughs> they waited until yeah. like, three fourths the way through the season. The worst one in probably two decades. Yeah. When they when they were zero three. Like, we'll go ahead and we'll, <laughs> we'll go ahead. And yeah. We'll go ahead and take ourselves as penalty now. Yeah. 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 So,
1: you know, like I said, this is this is a you know, Pac-12's got a lot of problems, mm-hmm. but this is a problem for Pac-12 basketball. I think. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, obviously for the finances of the league. Oof. Um. And uh, you know, because you look at it. And I don't have the exact. And Sean, you probably remember this. I don't have the exact poll. Arizona was a middle of the road team because of questioning, and they took a little bit of a hit from recruiting, and and year in year out. And I don't know how they do it. They're a, they're they're built on one and done. You know that's that's their bread and butter with Sean Miller down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is not a team that people expected to be in the mix for a, a Pac-12 championship, and teams that they did expect. <clears throat> Bobby Hurley, I'm looking at you. Mm. Um, they're struggling. And, struggling, and again, you know, that's this is not necessarily the path I wanted to go down. But you know, so this is just uh, it, it, it's a problem. You know, and the Pac-12 has lots of them, but this just adds to it.
2: The problem with the Pac-12 is that they they want to believe that they are higher up in the in the hierarchy than than what they really are, mm-hmm. and and it's almost I, it's almost an identity crisis. Yeah, you, you 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 feel like you are are much more established and and seen in a higher regard than you really are in in the broad scope of things because if you're not in the acc basically or you're not in the big 12 nobody nobody really cares and and that's the that's the tough part that people have to come to grips with and living in the heart of pac 12 country that 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 is that's especially tough to have to say but when you look at, at at Final Fours and you look at top seeds each and every year in the tournament, when they have the tournament, mm-hmm. you, you don't see Pac-12 teams, you know, up and down those 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 regions. You don't you don't see them, you know, with okay, there's two in this bracket, there's two in this bracket, there's two over here, and there's one over here. You just don't see a lot of that. You see maybe one, maybe two in the entire yeah. tournament, and. Those guys usually exit out pretty easily, pretty quietly, pretty early. So what the Big
1: Ten get last year like nine or ten teams in. Like you know, a, part part of the issue is competitive balance and and, yeah. and just the and the other side is monetary. Yeah. You know, and a big part of the, the the gap, the widening gap, is the lack of uh, revenue for these teams.
2: And it ain't just basketball, too.
1: Mark no, right. that's the point. And it's it's the end of January. Joe Leonardi's doing his brackets, and he's mm. got three teams in. Mm. You know, so that's you know. They're right there with the – Are we
2: going to have a tournament this year? Though? Well, and
1: again, that was the point earlier with Arizona. The, their plan is to take everybody to Indianapolis and have a centralized quasi-bubble tournament Oof. in all the facilities in and around the Indianapolis area right by the NCAA uh, headquarters.
2: Do they have 64? I don't. I lived in Indianapolis. I don't know if they have 64 hotels. Dude, they're going to be uh, –
1: they've got the hotel space. They do have the hotel space. There was uh, – somebody from Indiana was on something I was listening to. Uh, they do have they, – they're very confident in the hotel space and they're also yeah. confident in the, the facilities to run a 60 – how many teams is it now? Six, 68, 69? It's the four sixty-eight. 68. So. 68 team tournament. Yeah. So between big high school gyms, between small colleges, and, you know, they're talking about at the outset even using uh, – you know, putting multiple courts down. Uh, in uh, Lucas Oil Field and playing games simultaneously. Wow! You know, but I think that, you oh, know that AAU style, right? Well, that's the trade-off as opposed to having people come and go. Um, you know, because the, you, you, again, it's 2020. You got to yeah. you got to do what you got to do yeah. and for the NCAA. The yeah.
2: most important yeah. thing
1: is what? Tournament. CBS. CBS.
2: Yeah. Oh, or yeah. Viacom. TV. I guess.
1: To get your TV money.
2: Yeah. And, you know, and and I I forgot about I forgot all about that, Mike. You you could pull that off, and if you were to have multiple games in a, a Lucas Oil stadium, it makes sense because you're not going to be able to have the fans anyway. So it, it, it's not like you're going to have just one showcase game every single night. There's going to be multiple games going on in the same arena, preferably.
1: And the other thing that happens is uh, the officials. They travel too, and UConn shut down their program because one of the officials that worked their game was, was COVID positive. Yeah. So That's you got to get the officials into Indiana, That's Indianapolis, and, and lock them down too. I, it's I, so crazy what's going on.
2: I mean, Mike, I just I – just, I wonder about the space in Indianapolis. Like, I mean, I know it's been a while since I lived there, but I just don't remember that being the biggest city in the world and, and having enough hotels because you got you to gotta think. Like, you bring in the basketball team, you're bringing the coaches, yeah. you're probably bringing a few front office people, you know, and,
1: and – and, Maybe they limit it this year, and to your point, they got to – you know, but but even with that, you, you, how do you lock it down? How do you – but I, I like their odds there better than putting people on planes, flying them around. Because think oh, about, the, you thinking about the, the ASU Invitational, opening round of the yeah, NCAA tournament, yeah. right? You fly to Dayton, yeah. and then you get on a plane immediately if you win and go someplace else. Yeah. And so that movement, I think, is what's scaring them. No doubt. And if they get them all in there, yeah, um, we'll see. it'll be interesting to see. Meanwhile, the National Basketball Association, Ooh. what to make of our Phoenix Suns? You know, because I heard somebody, and I, I want to give credit, but I can't. Local radio here in Arizona talked about 15 games in. After a nice start, a lot of attention. The Suns have the same record after 15 that they had a year ago. Mm. They're in the seventh seed in the West right now. Mm-hmm. If the playoffs were to begin, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, and you know what do we make of the Suns? See, because it's been, like I said, it was a it was a wonderful start and gave people a lot of hope. Sure um but it's it's been a it's been a little bit of a, a struggle not a good look back to back against the Denver Nuggets a team that you know those are one of the teams you have to climb over in the west
2: mike the, the the west is so loaded when you really look at the top teams in the west of course you got the la teams you got denver you got to have portland in there you start thinking about the the new orleans pelicans mm-hmm. yeah um there are a lot of teams that are, are going to have a say. The Utah Jazz, another team. I mean, there are so many teams that are locked in. I I can see them getting – if they can get to the playoffs, to me that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. Even with Chris Paul and money and – and, and, So
1: just eight seed get in and, just and get that get monkey in, off your back.
2: Get that off your back. I think that's a huge win for the Phoenix Suns in 2020 slash 2021. Chris Schubert, who's uh, Sean Crespin's partner
1: on on the podcast, and I used to do a radio show together, and uh, – admittedly not for the Suns, but we would do this when the Coyotes were getting ready to to choke away a playoff (laughs) spot. But you look at it, your worry index, I think uh, Chris called it, where you look behind you, if you're the Phoenix Suns, you look behind you in the seventh spot, and you're like, we know we're not going to catch the Lakers, we know we're not going to catch the Clippers, so to your point, how do you secure that playoff spot? And you look behind you and say, are you worried about the Dallas Mavericks if you're the Phoenix Suns? Because right now, again, admittedly we're not all the way in, Short in season, but not that short. Dallas is on the outside looking in right now. Right, you know San Antonio is on the outside looking in. I look at Dallas and say, yeah, if I'm the Suns or teams at the bottom, that's a team that I'm looking at saying, you know what, I worry about them coming up on me.
2: And I'm going to say this, Mike, and I, and please, everybody that's listening out there, please don't take this the wrong way, but size matters. And I think about the Phoenix Suns; <laughs> they are not the biggest team in the world. And when you start talking about the size of, of, of the teams overall, mm-hmm. it is going to be difficult for yep. them to match up with some of the better teams because the better teams, their advantage is their size. Yeah. And when you have a, a, a smaller point guard who's a quintessential point guard, mm-hmm. a guy that doesn't really look to score as much as he used to, and Chris Paul who never really looked to score, then you're asking the DeAndre Aytons and you're asking Devin Booker's to, to have Herculean efforts in order to to make up those points that yep. maybe Chris Paul doesn't. Well,
1: I'm part of it, too, yeah. in the NBA, too. I, I, you know, admittedly don't watch a ton of this. Sure. But the last couple of games against the Nuggets, I've been intrigued about, you know, close losses in the fourth quarter. A, you got to learn how to win. Yes. Right? And, you know, Chris Paul, that's that's on his list of things He knows to do. how to win. That's on his list of things to do here. And, and apparently now you look at this team hasn't really taken – taken that lesson hasn't taken hold yet. And look, you can say what you want. Denver's a good team, so okay, you, you write that off. But they, they lost in the fourth quarter and over time to a really, really bad Pistons team. Yeah. Right. So this is a common theme with, with this Phoenix Suns team. Yeah. But I think the size issue goes into that as well because if you're playing up and down and, and it's a you know it's it's not a tight game, you know, you you can get away with that. When you when it tightens up and it's close late, what happens? It slows down a little bit. And teams are banging away. Yeah, um, and and that's what I saw. You know, watching those two games, anyways. Um, that that you're exactly right. Physically, there's just a some
2: separation. There is, and and I think about, and we were here for Mike D'Antoni and and the the fun and gun and and under seven seconds, if you will, before they got a shot up. If you're going to commit to that, then I'm okay with that because now you you. You're gonna be faster, you're gonna be quicker than than your teams that, that have all the size and you're just gonna run them off the court. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But I, I think with this team that that has the makeup that it has, I, I just I don't see them being that fun and, and run and gun type team. I see them being a team that wants to win the old fashioned way. And I think Monty Williams is very much an old school coach in that respect. Yes, he has some some adaptability, and of course I'm gonna always root for him because he's a fellow Irishman, but uh, cheer, cheer. Cheer, cheer, that's right. I I look at this team and I just wonder and I worry, do they have enough size to really compete and make any kind of noise in, in the Western Conference playoffs?
1: And and my DeAndre Ayton stat. And he's playing better. I think you look at him statistically, he's better this year, uh, particularly on the rebounding side, but his free throws. He's still under
2: three free throws a game. Mike, does he scare you? Like when you start talking no. about a, a – Physical presence underneath the basket, a guy that's going to protect the rim and and be that force that people just don't want to see. Does he come off as that guy to you? No.
1: And look, he's he's wonderfully gifted and he's got amazing skills. Yes. He he's a he's a they expect him to be a five and he wants to be a three. Is that is that off base? No,
2: it's not off base at all. But I I, I think about and to me Dallas is one of those teams that I I look at the Suns and I can compare those two teams, and you start looking at Luka Doncic and how he plays. You look at Kristaps Porzingis, mm-hmm. and you look at some of the other shooters that they have, Tim Hardaway Jr. Mm-hmm. They've got some firepower now. Yeah, this do. isn't the same Dallas team that is just happy to be there and and you're you're a guaranteed win. Those are the type of teams that they're going to have to consistently beat, and I, I don't know if I see that in 2020. Slash Twenty Twenty
1: One. Are we going to be talking about the Phoenix Suns and Luka Doncic, like the, you know, we still talk about the
2: Cardinals and Adrian Peterson? Absolutely. Absolutely. You have to. You almost. You're obligated to because he is going to be one of the faces of the entire NBA. He's going to win an MVP before it's all said and done.
0: Might do it this year.
2: Ooh, he's got. He's got. He's got a long wait. I mean. Kevin Durant's doing some did things. Did any did mm-hmm. LeBron's doing some things?
1: And I don't remember where we were when this draft happened. We yeah, weren't doing this podcast. <laughs> but did it did, did the Suns take a ton of heat for that? Yeah. No.
2: Because we had to coach. We no, had to coach.
0: Playing. Yeah, but at the time, at the time the valley was it was almost like the seven safe seven foot. It was the like seven it, foot. It, but it was also he played at U of A. It was like it was like the safe pick for the Suns, right? Because if you if he flamed out, it was like oh well, you know, it's more on DeAndre than the Suns themselves. Even right now I don't think the Suns catch a lot of heat for making that pick right now. Locally, I don't. Locally I really don't. Like every, Lu-
2: every time I watch Luka Doncic play, I hurts. lament. It hurts. Yes, yeah, it hurts. like how in the world did but we not have this kid? You, you know what it comes back around already? to
0: because you just mentioned it. You had Igor Kokoshkov, the, the 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 coach at the time for the Phoenix Suns. He was Luka's coach at one point. Luca knew yeah. everything about he knew everything about Luka. You know that he would have made that pick if it was up to him. So where did that come from? That was above. Sarver. Thank you.
1: Isn't he doesn't, Isn't he a U of A guy? Like, doesn't he donate uh, to yes, U of A? Yes, yeah. big time. He's big Matter time of
0: fact, when I was working with the Suns, we used to go up north every year for training camp, and all of a sudden we had to do our, our, our stuff down in Tucson as soon as that purchase <laughs> was made.
2: So, Can we just daydream a Devin Booker and and a Luka Doncic together? There you go. Wow. It's yeah. pretty good, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. -hmm man yeah that's a good point point. <laughs> and that's not look you know that's all I'm saying well, he's about, only 22 but, and that's a lot to put on a, on a guy
0: think about how many things potentially change too if that draft pick happens because Igor Kokoshkov got this the Steve Wilkes treatment one year done right gone
1: so unfair so
0: but that does I guarantee you that doesn't happen if Luca was drafted guarantee you so now you don't have Monty Williams now everything is different everything. So who knows where you're at? Chris Paul's not here.
2: All I'm saying is we saw Luka Doncic just last year take a team that wasn't supposed to have any business being competitive with the Clippers almost get them to seven games, almost by himself, without Kristaps Porzingis, by Mm -hmm. the way.
1: Single-handedly.
2: Single-handedly. And I'm just saying you have that prolific type of facilitator with a shooter like Devin Booker, and then you surround them with guys Pick your poison. Pick, pick, pick twelve guys out of a lineup and surround those guys. I think you're going to be a, a much, a, a much better team. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Let's check the clock on the wall. What? Hey, it's time for pump the. Bucks. Oh, let's get to it, brother. I can't wait. I'll be on the other side. Training, gross. Yeah. 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 Uh, what? At the day job, uh huh, I started playing this in the background for my meetings. Uh huh. My boss was like, "Come on. no."
2: He put the Kai on it. I said, "Come on, what? The meeting
1: will be cooler if we play this me- music." That's a right? that's a
2: hold up right
1: there. Hold right? up, man. I don't think hold she up. listens. Oh, that's
2: right. Yeah. That's
1: right. <laughs> she did not <can't listen. laughs> What? Think she, Wait. I don't think she's one of our subscribers yet. No. Uh, okay. Well, you know that's. Anyways, Nobody, if, nobody's perfect. If nah. you're a regular listener to the podcast, you know what the music means. We appreciate you. And we do appreciate you. And this is arguably the best segment of the show. We'll set the watch and, you know, we say we're going to do about 10 minutes. Oh yeah. gosh. What, what was the one? You you sent we, us a text one day. It's this like,
0: segment went 30. We were at like an hour and 15, <laughs> hour 20 for the show. Yeah. It happens. It's a podcast. Yeah. is what it's here for. Yeah.
1: Stop talking about the Super Bowl. We got to do pump the brakes.
2: Pump
0: oh, we, the brakes. We got a couple Super Bowl topics here, so this is where I'm going to start. Here we go. Pump the brakes or not. Cardinal fans should be excited for Bruce Arians potentially winning a Super Bowl. Pump, pump the brakes or not. <laughs>
2: Why would you ever be excited about your ex finding the love of their life and, and moving on and living happily but, ever but, after? Because
0: he didn't do you wrong, right? There was legitimate health problems. Still an there, ex. And the wife was saying, it's you're done, an and he it's had to move an ex. on.
2: It's still a former lover. It's still not the lover. you So you feel some kind of him. way
0: about it. If you're a Cardinal fan, you're seeing, damn, that
2: should be us. I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm rooting for Kansas City. I mean, I'm just saying, like, think about, okay, we're going to have to go way back here, mm-hmm. Sean. But think about some of your old girlfriends. Of course. Are you really? Do you really like look at them and think like, "I'm really happy that they moved."
1: I'm on happy you me. married a stockbroker and live in a right. huge mansion in Paradise <laughs> Valley. Depends on which one we're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get
2: your point. That crazy yes. one. Anytime that you have an ex. <laughs> do you have the bobblehead one? No, I gotta tell you guys that. That's a whole. You
0: will derail the show if we go down that <laughs> that story. Yeah. That that's was me. you? That was me? Oh, yeah. That's we a good won't. one. I'll tell you off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see yeah, how the yeah.
1: light bulb went? That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Here's where I'm at. Hold <laughs> up. Here's where I'm at on this one. Well because done. Well done. I do well. not harbor any ill will towards the Tom Brady phenomenon. I'm, I, I'm happy. I'm a Michigan guy, right? So. When people hate the somebody page.
2: had to do it though
1: right but just, no I'm talking about people that just Tom Brady this and Tom Brady that it's just Tom Patriot. Brady
2: fatigue it's just fatigue they're it just is. tired of I have them. it
1: and so that's where I get that crossed up with the Bruce because I agree with you on Bruce Arians you left the health reasons so are whatever so you're pumping them then too. <laughs> you left us but but when it comes to Tampa Bay like am I am I more excited about Tom Brady getting that win and taking Bruce Arians along with him. Cause that's re- that's how I'll look at a Tampa Bay win
2: and I also think about Todd Bowles and 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 Harold Goodwin all those guys all those the coaching staff those are good guys those are guys that I knew personally and I had relationships with and I always want to see my guys succeed
1: and look we talk about being a lions fan you know we're also I'm sure talking to some Cardinals fans Larry foot with the exception of, with the exception of the year that you went to the Super Bowl yeah, yeah excuse thank you me so much uh, those were some pretty darn good years for the Cardinals and Cardinal they fans, were, and yeah, so. Yeah, so you, you, th- those guys you feel good for. but
0: Well, and I think there's a couple of those years, you know, like some of the Carson injury years yeah, where you there's the what-if factor, you know, that's, that's still there. Been healthy. Tyron yeah. Matthew
1: hurting his knee. Yeah, Tyron Matthew, yeah.
0: Yeah, who's also in this Super Bowl, by but the way. I'm for with the B. second time. I'm with you know? B, you got to pump the brakes. Pump right, the so brakes. We'll yeah. so, you're, so you're not excited for Brew? I'm a little disappointed.
2: I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I have a relationship aside from Arizona with Brew. Me and B.A. Yeah, yeah, go back to 98. I'm saying Cardinal fan. like the fans yeah, yeah, yeah. out there, sure. The, yeah, the fans. You know, no, you can never right. be excited for I like the else. girlfriend reference. That's, that's spot a good, on. Them. Yeah. All
0: right. Number two. So the team most likely, because the Chiefs have now three-time AFC champ, AFC champions in a row. The team most likely Well, oh, no, to, two times in a row. That's right. Two times. Played they, in the game. They, are they hosted it three. They years. are one offsides penalty away, by the way, yes, from right. being back to right, back to back. Right. Shout so out anyway. to D. Ford. Yeah, oh, that was brutal, man. Yeah. Uh, the team most likely to dethrone the Chiefs as AFC champions next year. Is that Bill's team they just won easily against? Pump the brakes or not?
2: Pump the brakes. <laughs> this is going to sound crazy.
0: Mm, you can say my Raiders. It's going to make me so happy. Look at them.
2: I'm not going to say your Raiders. Oh, hold up. No. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. Stop Woo! it. Wait. So just hear me out. We saw Baker Mayfield take one of the biggest steps forward of any quarterback that was a marginal quarterback in a long, long time. Because we're talking about a guy that is on every other commercial for Progressive who's great at those commercials. They're really By the way, way, they're good. Yes, Great at those, by the way. But he finally got a game to go with the attention that he's got with him. And you think about that team. Yes, they didn't have enough to compete with Kansas City this year. But you throw in another weapon like an Odell Beckham Jr. who is already with the talented team, you you put that that type of talent in the mix with that already loaded roster. you've got loaded in the backfield. you've got receivers a tight end that can play and then you get them healthy on the offensive line and that defense is opportunistic. I'm just saying I, don't 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 sleep on the Cleveland Browns going forward. I, I somewhat agree with you on
1: on your assessment of the Browns. I'm not going there. But you even saw, you know, because you and I were texting mid season about some of the stuff Baker was doing, how he evolved and progressed even with this year, and as the lights
2: got brighter, played a lot better. So without Odell Beckham. Without Odell Beckham Jr. Do too. you trade Odell Beckham Jr.? No. I can never have too many good receivers. Hello, Houston. We have a problem. I, I'm going with Buffalo. So you are. So you're not pumping the brakes.
0: I am not pumping the brakes.
1: I think if there is anybody that's going to do it. The other thing, though, I think that that bears keeping an eye on this, the team that may dislodge the Kansas City Chiefs might just be the Kansas City Chiefs because you see in professional sports, particularly the NFL and the salary cap era, how hard it is to maintain and keep this thing together, right? You have – Tom Brady, thank you very much. That's the exception. That's not the rule. You don't have dynasties in the NFL. See,
2: the thing about that is there, there really isn't a right qu- answer to this question because the Kansas City Chiefs have already thought about that, which is why they made a cap-friendly deal for half a billion dollars <laughs> for their franchise quarterback. Remember, he yes. could have gotten more. Billion dollars. He, he actually could have gotten more, but he said he made a deal that assured that some of his players would be able to get taken care of and that they could keep this thing around for a few years. And so will it happen eventually? Yes, I believe that. But I don't think it's going to happen next year or maybe even the year after that because they'll have enough money financially to keep this team pretty much intact and and, and keep this thing going back to back.
1: Let's see how that contract negotiation goes. I'm going to write down a, a number on a piece of paper and slide it across the table. I'll be like,
2: how many zeros are in a billion? The only thing that could really, the only thing that could really derail this team, though, in my honest assessment, is injuries, and we saw that yes. with injuries with, yeah. with Schwartz and with Eric Fisher. Both of their tackles are out, and we see what Tampa Bay does well—they get after. And, and
1: that was kind of my point. It's like you don't, know how hard it is to maintain yes. that, you know, that run. But
2: but the know. more you play, the more you're susceptible to injuries. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And so that's yeah. why you don't see a lot of long-term success with teams going to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl because it's a war of attrition. You play more games, you're more likely to get injured, and and that's just the nature of the beast. It's
0: like you're looking at my list here for my next question. So you Uh, guys were talking about Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you're Green Bay, you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, and you've you've been to two Super Bowls in, what, 30-plus years of football. So the question here, pump the brakes or not, getting to a Super Bowl in the NFL is the biggest team accomplishment in the four major team sports.
2: Oh, I go with that. I'm, I'm going with that. And I'm, yeah, I'm not pumping the brakes on because that.
0: Because it's so. Div- you look at things like that. Like Drew Brees has been. We talked about this. I think in the last podcast, Drew Brees has been to one. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers been, been to one. one. Yeah. Brett Favre went to two, one, one. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about John Elway's path to finally get his. Think about. I mean, it is. You don't get there without Terrell Davis. Jim Kelly doesn't get one. Uh, Dan Marino doesn't get one. Steve Young only gets one. Think about the quarterbacks that only got one that we hold up as the greatest of all time.
1: Well, we even, they, they even put in Dan Marino, who's got none. None. That's well, what I'm you, saying. You look at it and say, like, what's the equivalent of Aaron Rodgers in the National Basketball Association, right? Like, you know, when you have that great of an individual talent, it's easy to put two or three other pieces around to get your team to that point, right? Where you can't do it in the NFL, clearly, because, again, his talent, there's no questioning it.
2: But the numbers you just gave, one yeah. Super I'm going I'm, I'm to give you an equivalent. Your 2004 Detroit Pistons. Ooh. All right.
1: Did they have who, – who was their Aaron Rodgers, though? I believe it was Chauncey Billups. Mr. Big boop, Shot? Boop, 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 Mr. Boop. Mr. Big Shot. I love that guy. Because he they brought
2: in – remember, they brought in Rasheed Wallace yeah, yeah. midway through the season, and they had pieces that were good, but, you know, Ben Wallace was not a, a dominant boop, 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 big man and <laughs> – you know, one uh, of the best
1: introductions in oh, all absolutely. of professional sports. No question. No the, question. You the drive me nuts. That Richard whole,
2: Hamilton, Taeshawn Prince, those guys—they were good, was but they weren't. fair. Tops in there, but I mean, collectively they were good. They remember who
0: they beat? To that was the, that was the Laker super team, if I remember yes, right, wasn't right. it? Yes, it you was. When they they got everybody over yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Carmel, but it's hard. So the yeah. glove, the glove. Yeah. The glove, yeah. Uh, number four. I think you guys somewhat answered this in the previous segment. You're confident in the four-game stretch that we've just seen that DeAndre Ayton has has turned a corner as an NBA player. Oh,
2: pump the brakes! <laughs> until he dominates other big men. Until he can go out there and he has one of those monster games where it's not about Devin Booker, it's not about Chris Paul, hell, it's not even about Monty Williams. It's just about DeAndre Ayton going down to the post putting his big behind on somebody and say, give me the damn ball, a la Keyshawn Johnson, and he just go to work for, what is it, 48 minutes? Yep. If, if he does that against one of these big men that you know are one of the tops in the league, I I, I don't know. You, you got to do it to a joker. I mean,
0: the 26 and 17 the other night was nice. Followed it up with another 20-some-odd and, and, and 13, I believe it was. I think it was 24 and 13. But was he the
1: story of the game?
0: No, they lost one of those games
1: i'm pumping the brakes too <laughs> i'm you pumping kidding? you're gonna see it and you would expect it you know we talked about it a moment ago where he was drafted and what he should mean to this team so you're gonna expect that you get numbers like that out of him on a more consistent basis so not from so time not, to time you're not not on that one and i go back to it and it's i been think four
0: it's, games now he's played solid i, I think
1: it's an, an extension of what you said Here's a six eleven dude that's averaging less than free, three free throws a game. I know it's something. It's 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 one, There's a huge that's stat line. That's mind boggling. That's always been the thing. I a huge. Well. When you look at all the stats and analytics, it's one thing. I think it's two point seven or two point eight free throws attempted per game, and he's only shooting at like a seventy two percent clip. Yeah. His his uh, rebounding numbers are, are are trending up. Love that. Scoring a little bit down. One more he's, talent on that team, so that you know there's going to be a trade You're seeing
0: trade-off. an aggressive nature finally. Like you're seeing him, I need you to just just punch on somebody that, one time. Like you're seeing that.
2: But but the thing that that when you start talking about aggressive, and I'm gonna always use Shaq as that measuring stick. Even though Shaq was terrible at the free throw line, he averaged at least seven to ten times per game. You had to foul him because he was going strong to the hole.
0: Dude's just hanging on him. They're that. hanging
2: on Now, <laughs> granted, you know, it was almost like it was, it was just, you know, a timeout basically for the team because he was going to probably miss one of the two. <laughs> but the fact is he was going to take a 7 to 10 free throws per game because he was that dominant, he was that aggressive. And if DeAndre Aiden could get to that level where he's taking – Seven to to ten free throws a game. Then you're seeing a guy playing at a really high. How level.
1: many free throws a game did you say for Shaq attempted? I believe it was seven to ten. Nine, nine in his wow, nine and almost nine and a half free throws attempted per game. Per game. See, that's aggressive. That's the number, yeah. And he was only going to make now, three or four. Of them. Now it was a different game back then. I understand these
0: the ball used to
2: work
1: down low a lot. Fifty-three
2: percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's only going to make three or four of them, but he's going. He's he's going nine <laughs> times, and he's going to foul out the other team's guys. Sure. You know,
1: and to be fair, you know. So I don't ever expect DeAndre Ayton to get to nine, but get me to five, and I'll, I'll be happy. Is that a lot this to, year? Is that a lot to ask? Five free throws attempted a game
0: because it's a different game. I understand how many three pointers are going up? The ball's not working down low like he used to. You know, so I understand it's not as many opportunities as the Shaq days.
2: Yeah, but I still got Joel Embiid going to the free throw That's line true. quite a bit.
1: And they 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 will if you make that part of your game, they will call it. And it's not going to be easy because he's got three years of the the book's been written. All right.
0: So, Ferrero, the company behind Butterfinger, the the, oh, oh, the, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. the candy bar.
2: Whoa, whoa, hold on now,
0: They hold put on. out a photo of a jar of Butterfinger-flavored peanut butter on Instagram. People got all worked up. People got excited. Pump the brakes or not, Butterfinger is by far the most overrated candy bar of them oh, all. Oh, you
2: stop it right now. Pump the
0: brakes. It is. It gets all stuck on your teeth, all weird. It's not even that good. It's like, it's you know, they always talk about whether something's worth it. Like, is the juice worth the squeeze, right? Man, all that, the way it sticks to your teeth and everything for the flavor, it doesn't add up. It's the most overrated candy bar, in my opinion. Apparently, you just all pump the brakes twice. Sean... <laughs> I'm so
2: hurt right now.
0: Is that your jam? Is that your? Is that your, your Butterfinger? I
2: love Butterfinger, but I'm a I'm a I'm a chocolatier, though. I mean, okay. you know, yeah. I, I love all He's chocolate. He's an aficionado. He is, yes. But but Butterfinger is one of the more underappreciated. And we talked about this during Halloween, if you remember, because there isn't a big display of Butterfingers not. in the supermarkets. And I, I have a huge problem with it because. Butterfinger is one of those oh, where yeah. it it is such a tasty treat, especially when it's nice and brittle, and 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 it, it's not and hot and soft. Be going for a while. You know, no, I'm, I'm just saying like you,
0: you, it's all stuck you know, in there. You no know, man, look, you,
2: you got to put Butterfinger in the fridge before you eat it. Like you you got to give it a good solid half hour before you eat it because you need that crunch, you need that flake, but. Overrated, no man. I, yeah, so I can't you well, there. you
0: might have a butterfinger,
1: not uh, peanut butter
2: though. Peanut not, butter, not, no, not peanut butter. So I got, pump, no, I got, n- I got nothing.
1: You want me to top that?
0: But so you agree
1: with him though? You're,
0: you're pumping the brakes on my <laughs> statement that it's overrated.
1: What he said. Okay. How am I gonna add to that? He's a chocolatier.
2: What A chocolatier. chocolatier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> not even a word, and I, I am that. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is now. i is. I'm, I'm part of the great
1: unwashed masses here.
2: So, like, what you
1: got a can Just me. What? Let's give Let's give you a plug though before we get out of here. What was that candy that you broke out last week? Put it on. Oh, put it up for hey, everybody.
2: Hey, the peanut butter bars, ladies and gentlemen. This is the candy of my youth. That's underrated. When I used to go. That's to my, underrated. When I would go to my grandmother's house, she had one of those those tall glass yep. candy things that had the the, the seal at the top. The, you put that off the top, <laughs> and uh, you go in there. And me and my brother would sprint to see who could get the most before uh, she she us away. And uh, my dad found found me some of those. And uh, big shout out to my dad, I love you, man. Uh, last time I went home, he he uh, he hooked me up with a couple bags.
1: That's the most underrated candy, as far as I'm trying to tell you. Cause and that, and da- that has the same texture as Butterfinger. That was damn good.
0: No, they look I, again. I can't. No, no, so it looks that looks lighter. That looks more like a like a.
2: That was damn good. Put chocolate on that.
0: All right. I see it. I see it. You can have it.
2: You're going to manhandle it, then give it to me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Broken half. That's all right. Seconds. I'll eat it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Uh, May I have, have
1: another? another? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hold up! Hey, Grandma, can I have another oh. one? He broke mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we he, can't let you have. A he broke one. mine. He broke
0: mine. He. You'll be all right.
1: Nah, I feel bad, bro. man. You had, you know, using this there as you know. the the barometer. You had a better childhood than I did, because I'd go to my grandmother's <laughs> house and be butterscotches. <laughs> oh, you know the the butterscotch yeah. candy.
2: See, we had those in Chico sticks.
1: What's a Chico stick?
2: Oh. You know what you know the Chico stick is? No, I don't. Chico sticks, the little orange. I gotta look it, them up. Oh my gosh, I got so much to teach you guys,
1: man. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's it's insane. Like, so you're not a chocolate tier you're a, a a candy tier. I'm
2: a sweet tier. <laughs> I'm a sweet tier. Uh, is, is there is there is that a word? Sweet tea it tier. It is now. Sweet tier. Chico yeah. stick. Okay, I see. Oh, I know what those are. Let Let yeah, see. man. Can I be perfectly
0: honest? Never had one.
2: Those are delicious. Never I, had one. I've never, Mike. Sean, I'm telling you, fellas, you never. don't know what you're missing You haven't out on.
0: steered me wrong yet.
2: You never have. I, so, I'll, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Every time we come down here, it's something else. I'm, I'm just saying. And every time I'm, I give you something, it's always, mm, oh, okay, okay. Sean and I coming in, usually, <laughs> he's
1: – He's got a little <laughs> – he's out of the game now. But it's like you and your brother running yeah, into your grandmother's house. Oh, yeah. We run into B-Train. We're like, what what's we get, he to what get. get today? <laughs> he's got tamales today. <laughs> Pretzels, tamales, candy. Uh, do, uh, what do you call it? Uh,
2: Tootsie Pops? The berry. Tootsie Pops. The The best. Berry, berry flavored. flavored.
1: Why why bear? Oh, wait. Oh, oh. yeah, see what you did
2: there. Oh, you see what I did. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Wrap
0: us up, get us up.
1: <laughs> <out here. laughs> Tell me again how this segment goes I so have long. No idea. I forget how it happened. Oh God. Hey, look, oh. I, I stayed on script.
0: Yeah, nothing on there.
1: Nothing on there. Mm. That's gonna do it for this edition of Train and Gross. Thanks for finding us. And don't forget, follow us on Twitter at Train and Gross, and we'll see you next time.
2: I holla.